it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Colorado State coming off of a big-time 66-55 victory over the Utah State Aggies in Logan on Saturday night. 8.30 Mountain Time start, so <laughs> a bit of a late one, you know, especially for those that had to create content afterwards. But I hope that you guys enjoyed both of the post-game articles that I published on that one. Man, what what a game from Kendall Moore. 23 points in this one was phenomenal in the second half. Really great to see. I mean, this was the Kendall Moore game. And I'm going to dive into that as well as another really stout defensive performance going to get into all of it. But first, something to keep in mind for our homeowners with prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know how stressful trying to buy a house is right now. If you've attempted this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The housing market is crazy in Colorado. Let my friends Mike and Virginia Chevalier Take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They are going to alleviate so much stress and just take some of that worry off your plate. They have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. As mortgage brokers, they're able to shop over a dozen lenders with many different products to find the right fit for you. They want their borrowers to know who they're working with and not feel bounced around. They take the time to help their borrowers be as informed as they want every step of the way. And Mike and Virginia will take the burden off folks so they can focus on their home being a home, not just a house. Remember, visit dnvrmortgage.com, enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. Most importantly, get set up with that free consultation. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Or one last time, go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, like I said before the ad read there, the Rams win this one 66-55 in Logan's second straight game where CSU was able to hold a league opponent to 55 points. And, you know, I've, I've made this point, you know, pretty consistently, but Offense does not always travel, especially at this stage of the season. You know, this is where games get tight. This is where defenses are locked in. You know, there's a lot at stake, whether it's contending for a conference championship or, you know, simply trying to get a a better draw in the conference tournament. You know, teams, they're playing some of their best basketball at this stage of the year, typically. This season has not gone as expected for Utah State. You know, they had 
a lot of veterans, a lot of new pieces. So I think it's kind of to be expected to see how up and down it's been. You know, there's been good moments. They they beat the brakes off San Diego State in their home building. They just haven't really been able to put it all together consistently. That said, you know, I, I wouldn't really want to face them in Vegas. I would say it's it's a matchup that CSU's handled pretty well, but just, you know, Brock Miller and and Horvath and, and some of these guys, they've played, and uh, Justin Bean, obviously, they've played a lot of basketball, and, and that's valuable in a single elimination format. You know, Utah State, they've gotten to the championship a couple of times, and a lot of, the, a lot of these people on the roster, you know, were a part of that. Obviously, it's a new regime, but it's a veteran group, and, and they played like it on senior night. Defensively, they were pretty solid as well. You know, holding a team like CSU to 66 points is, is significant, and it's it's just... It goes back to, you know, kind of what I was saying at the beginning there, but, you know, their offense isn't always going to travel. You were going against an Aggies team that, you know, really wanted this one. They played hard on senior night. They got 10 steals in this one. In general, that was probably the, the thing that, if you're going to complain, there were there were definitely too many turnovers from CSU. I think the Aggies deserve credit for the aggressiveness that they played with on on defense because they forced the issue and, you know, they were able to get some tip balls and, and really just kind of create havoc. I will say I feel like CSU forced a couple of passes. You know, they provided really good help defense, especially, you know, down on the block. And I think there were a couple of times where the Rams kind of tried to force passes that weren't there. But, you know, it was just a, it was a tense game. And the Rams just de- deserve a, a ton of credit for the way that they were able to respond down the stretch in this one. So just kind of starting this one out, I, I feel like CSU came out with an edge. I really love the aggressiveness, especially from the guards. You know, John Tanjay was able to get to the line a couple of times, you know, pick up some fouls on, on some of those veteran players. And then we saw you know a similar approach from, from Chandler Jacobs. Isaiah Rivera was able to, you know, get an and one situation. It was just an instance where CSU guards, they weren't settling, you know, for contested outside jumpers. They were kind of putting their nose down and, and going right up the gut. You know, a couple of times, it was really just the same thing over and over again. They were so focused on on stopping Roddy down low that it kind of opened up some lanes and the guards took advantage. They were able to to get to the hoop and either finish or draw contact. And I just felt like that kind of set the edge early. I mean, obviously, Kendall Moore was was massive in this one. And, and he had a season-best 23 points, 9 of 13 from the floor, 5 of 7 from 3. You know, it obviously has not been the type of season that Kendall Moore expected. I mean, after being one of the, the leading scorers, one of the, you know, the point men in the offense for the last couple of years, you know, he's a guy that's, you know, average about five and a half points a game, or at least, you know, he was before this Utah state game probably, you know, helped his numbers a little bit, but man, just in that second half, especially we just saw Kendall Moore kind of take over. And I will say, I want to credit David Roddy because there was a, there was an instance right about, 10 minutes left in the second half. Utah State had taken the lead. Then Kendall Moore had an 8-0 run on his own. It started with two corner threes. Then he makes a transition layup after a turnover. But on both of those corner threes, Roddy was kind of able to, to force his way down low. They send help, and then Roddy passes out, and, and Kendall cashes both of those threes. Roddy only had two assists all night, but they were two of the most important assists of the entire game. And they were just, they were really heady plays. And then it was huge that, you know, Kendall was able to knock him down because this season consistently, you know, he hasn't really had his shot, but it's also tough when you're not shooting, you know, at the same volume. 
I was just so impressed with his confidence in this one. And I do think, you know, seeing a couple go in early helps. You know, we've heard that frequently from everyone on this team and then the coaches as well. You know, basketball, it's a game of runs, but it's it's definitely a, a game of confidence as well, especially when, you know, a big part of your game is is being able to hit those those shots from deep. But Utah State, like I said earlier, they were defending Roddy and, and Stevens pretty well. You know, they made it hard on them. Kind of like how CSU decided, you know, they weren't going to let Ike and Maldonado beat them in the Wyoming game. They were kind of determined to, to force anybody else. It kind of seemed like that was Utah State's approach with Roddy and, and then Stevens as well. Anytime, you know, Roddy got the ball down low, they were they were doubling him. Even sometimes, like outside around the three-point line, it was an interesting tactic, especially, you know, how given how good of a passer that Roddy is. But, you know, it, it kind of worked. I will say, Roddy's just, he's so talented. He's going to get his, even if you're the focal point. He still had 13 points, 10 rebounds, so still gets a double-double. He was efficient, five of nine from the floor, and I've credited him that for this, you know, so many times there've been so many games where he's had like 30 points and, you know, gets it on, you know, like 14 shots. And it's just because he doesn't force things. He plays within the flow of the game and he did so in this one, you know, he could tell that they were sending, you know, a lot of doubles at him. So he was passing out, he was trying to work the ball and, and create opportunities for his teammates. And then, you know, down low, we kind of saw him force the issue a little bit, you know, made a couple of nice shots over Justin Bean, who's an experienced, great defender. And then in that 8-0 run, you know, he counted on Kendall. He counted on on the veteran to step up and, and hit some open shots for his team. And Kendall not only did that, but, you know, he kind of caught fire after that and ended up scoring 18 points in the second half. Just an incredible effort. I mean, it was it was the most points he scored since 2019. I mean, 26 is his career high. He scored it in his first career game. He came close to getting it in this one. I don't want to get too sappy here because... You know, I, I I could, but Kendall's one of those guys that he's just been such a huge part with the, the rise of this program over the last four years. And I don't know, I feel like if you're a CSU fan, how could you not be stoked for him to get his moment? It's not like he hasn't done anything this year. He had a huge game in the win against Mississippi State, and he's been huge in, in some of the, the conference road wins. Actually, I dove into the numbers and... I wrote this in my my second piece, kind of the takeaways piece. You know, it, it has been a a more quiet year for from Kendall, but the Rams are 14 and 0 when he makes a three-pointer. So his impact is is quietly very important. And when he's been able to make more than than one three, CSU's been able to beat, like I said, Mississippi State. And on the road, they've been able to beat Boise State, Nevada, and Utah State. Those are four of the most important wins of the entire season. So Kendall's impact, you know, like I said, it, it's it's more subtle. It might be not quite as apparent as, you know, if you're scoring 20 a night. But what he brings defensively, you know, every single night and, and creating steals and, you know, he finished second in rebounds in this game. He's a great rebounder, especially for a guard with, you know, not a ton of size. It's just effort. And that's what Kendall always does. Diving for loose balls, taking charges, pulling boards. And in this, and in this instance, he got his moment to shine on, on the offensive end. It was just... It was awesome. It really was awesome. I don't know what the the future holds for guys like Kendall. You know, he may elect to kind of pursue a, a professional career after this point. You know, he does have a daughter, but I, I just know that without Kendall on the team this year, CSU would not be in the position that they are currently in. Like, it, it's not the flashiest every single night. He has had a couple of games where he's really stepped up. Like I said, 
those those road conference wins, Mississippi State. But they're 14-0 when he hits a three. He brings it on defense every single night. He's a selfless teammate. You know, he's not throwing a tantrum that he's not getting to score as a senior on a on a game-to-game basis. He's just incredibly easy to root for. And I hope he gets to have a couple of more big moments, you know, down the stretch here, whether it's in Vegas, NCAA tournament. The only thing we were missing was a was an Adam Thistlewood three. I I God, I, I want that so bad for him in this Boise State game, you know. I don't know if they're going to actually do senior night festivities. I guess it'll probably depend on if these guys depend on coming back or maybe they just do it anyways and then you kind of leave it ambiguous. I don't know. But regardless, final home game of the year, I I really hope AT gets a a chance to to hit a three. (laughs) He's just such an incredible person. You know, a genuinely really good dude. He's so easy to root for. Him and Kendall both. So, you know, I just... I hope they get their opportunities to shine down the stretch. Obviously, it's been so much fun. And, and you know, the Rams, they're going to have to lean on, you know, Roddy and Stevens. And, and you know, Jacobs has, has really stepped up from late of late. And, and Tanjay is, is making plays all over the place. Moores and, and DT are, are bringing it defensively. But, you know, there, there are going to be na- games where they just need their veterans to step up. And Kendall did it in a big-time way in this win over Utah State. All right, I'm going to continue to talk about this one, but... I got to tell you about an epic bout coming up in the UFC. When Covington and Masvidal step into the octagon this Saturday at UFC 272, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a knockout offer for new customers. Bet $1 on the main event and get $100 in free bets no matter what. First round knockout, you get paid. Majority draw, you get paid. Double knockout resulting in a no contest ruling, yup you get $100 in free bets no matter what the outcome is. DraftKings is safe, it's secure, it's reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR, throw down $1 on the UFC 272 main event. Get $100 in free bets no matter what happens in that fight. Really, really looking forward to it. Masvidal, he's been kind of down of late, but that's a bad dude. Should be a great one. That code DNVR this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, speaking of DraftKings, I want to give you guys my DraftKings pick of the week. Tonight, we've got a couple of Mountain West games. San Diego State playing up in Laramie. The Pokes actually one and a half point underdogs at home. Oof, that's tempting. I really like Laramie to, or Wyoming to, to cover that at home. But for my DraftKings pick of the week, I'm actually going with New Mexico to cover the 10 point spread on the road at Fresno State. Fresno is phenomenal defensively, and I think there's a good chance that they pull this one out at home. But. I will say, you know, New Mexico seems to have figured some things out, especially offensively. They're they're kind of a kind of a frisky team, you know. I don't think they're necessarily somebody you want to get matched up against in Vegas. You know, that said, you're gonna have to be good teams no matter what with how deep the the league is. But my DraftKings pick of the week, New Mexico to cover the 10-point spread on the road at Fresno State. All right, we already kind of got into this point earlier, but at this stage of the season, you know, defense is, is kind of going to determine your ceiling. Obviously, you do have to be able to, to hit timely threes, and, and you got to be able to score more than your opponent. But 
if you're not buying in on the defensive side, you're just you're not going to go very far. And in back-to-back games, we've seen CSU play probably the, the best 80-minute stretch of, of basketball defensively that they played all year. And if they keep this up, you know, they can win the Mountain West Tournament. You know, that's, that's what makes teams like San Diego State so dangerous every single game. You know, they, they can just hold you to 50 points on, on any given night. CSU doesn't necessarily need to, to hold their opponents to 55, especially with, you know, the, the way that they can score. But, you know, if, if you're holding people below 70 consistently with, with how good this team is on offense and how many different guys they have to, to count on and, and step up, more times than not, CSU is going to win, like, way more than not. They're 20 and one when their you know opponent scores less than 75 points. So it's their ceiling was always going to be kind of dictated by you know how much they bought in on the defensive end. And, and there were some difficult stretches this year, but I really do feel like we have seen a CSU team that's kind of figured out its its defensive identity. Getting James Morris to play big minutes in the paint has has really helped. We've seen Deshaun Thomas improve defensively, and the guards have just been awesome. You know, you have Tanjay and, and Jacobs playing great and, and Stevens and Roddy, you know, got guys taking charges and, and getting steals and blocks. And it's just a, a really pesky group. You know, I think teams get frustrated when they go up against the CSU team. They, they look at them and, and feel like, you know, they, they typically have a size advantage and, you know, they're going to be able to bully them, but it's just not the case. This Rams team does not let you punk them. And I love that. And, and that was a big, reason why they, they went out and they kicked Utah State's ass on the glass, man. They they absolutely dominated. There was a small stretch, I would say, early in the second half where Utah State got a couple of offensive rebounds on back-to-back possessions, but they only finished with four. CSU had 11, 32 defensive, and they out-rebound Utah State 43-26 to in Utah State's own building. I mean, Really, really impressive. And what was cool was, you know, you, you got a double-double out of Roddy. He led the, the team with 10. But it was really kind of a, a collective team effort in this one. Tanjay had four. Kendall Moore had six. Stevens had three. DT had four. James Moores had four. And AT actually had five rebounds off the bench in just 10 minutes. It was, it was good to see him getting more run. When you're defending as well as CSU has the, these last couple of games, but you're also finishing those possessions by by owning the glass, I mean, it's just going to put this team in, in such a good position. They're so athletic. They're great in transition. You know, if they have the opportunity to, to push the pace and, and then create some points via the fast break, that's great. But it's just so demoralizing, especially when you're at home and you're just getting locked down defensively and they're finishing every single possession you know, with a rebound, it's just, it's frustrating. And kudos to Utah State for, for not giving up in this one. You know, they pushed CSU to the end. They, they led for 653 in total, you know, were, were down by six at, at halftime by, you know, halfway through the, the second half, they, they were winning by a couple of points. Just a phenomenal effort altogether. I mean, I, I think this was just a really encouraging team win. You know, when you look at the production and, and having a couple of different guys step up, obviously, you know, Kendall Moore was the, the loudest in terms of his offensive production, but I, I felt like in, on a night where Utah State contained Roddy and Stevens pretty well, they they still stepped up and, and made a lot of big-time plays down the stretch. Stevens only had 11 points in this one, but he had six over the final 90 seconds, hit a, a couple of cr- clutch free throws to, to help seal it in 31 minutes. Roddy 
he he went two of five at the line. You know, he would tell you himself he'd like to do a little bit better than that, but you know, still forcing his way, making some nice touch scores. You know, down you know by the by the hoop. I've just been really impressed by the the composure of this group, and you know, at, at this point, I would say CSU is is safely. In the field, I don't want to jinx anything or anything like that. I know some people are, are really superstitious about that, but the reason I'm saying it is because it, it's not even really a question at this point. It's just about seeding. You know, CSU's resume is solid. They have the national respect. I, I don't know if they're going to crack the top 25 just because of all the chaos that happened, unfortunately, but this team is, is playing some of its best basketball at the right time. And I'm really excited to see, you know, what they can do. I, I think they're dangerous. You know, I, I think this group can not only make the NCAA tournament, but potentially make some noise. And and at this point, it's not really looking like they're going to win the Mountain West. They they need Wyoming to drop another game, and they would need Boise State to, to lose to Nevada at home on their senior night. Weirder things have happened. You know, you never know. Cambridge could go off. Sherfield could go off. But... Nevada kind of just looks like they want this season to be over. So I'm I'm not holding my breath. I, I feel like UNLV was the team to do it, and they came close. I mean, UNLV took Boise State to the wire twice this year. They just kind of weren't able to to pull it out in the end. But regardless of, of whether CSU wins the Mountain West, they're, they're going to be really dangerous. They have a potential to, to win the Mountain West tournament. You know, we'll see. Again, you know, even if you have an at-large bid locked up, you you would love to be able to, Get a better draw, you know. Get something higher than an than an eight seed, if if possible. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I really look forward to creating content through all of it. Looking forward to getting to travel again. It's it's going to be an absolute blast. Shout out to all of you for consuming my content. It's going to be a, a fun week. We've got combine stuff coming up. Trey McBride, obviously a, a big week for him. I will say his draft stock is, in, in my opinion, I I feel like he can help himself for sure. He he killed it so much at the senior bowl like he's pretty much uh, affirmed you know what nfl teams are, are going to think of him and that's that he's going to be a fucking stud but I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it nonetheless we'll cover all of that obviously we will cover what's going on in the mountain west from a basketball perspective uh, get david roddy on the pod at some point for our weekly appearance make sure you go check out some of the most recent interviews i've done shout out to matt clapp of the comeback and awful announcing csu grad had a lot of fun Getting his takes on the Mountain West. He's a very informed college basketball fan. Definitely going to have to get him on the pod again. And then uh, Derek Stevens. Shout out to Derek Stevens, the former CSU point guard. We talked for like two hours. It was one of the the longer Rams pods that I've ever had. I almost split it into two parts. I I couldn't decide, but I I felt like it was a really natural conversation and I I didn't want to break it up that way because of it. But go check it out. It was was really fun. You know, I kind of heard about his journey his professional career, you know, how unique it was, his complex relationship with Dale Layer, and they've actually kind of come back together, you know, years later, which was, you know, a cool story. And just kind of his take on on CSU and and everything. And then obviously he's going to be the head coach of Team Ram Up for TBT. Go follow that on Twitter at RamUpTBT. Same handle for Instagram. Yeah, the more followers they have, the more spotlight they get, the more shine that they get, the better opportunity that they are going to get to compete in the event. We want to do what we can to help, you know, promote these guys. I I certainly know that I will do my part. Need all of you guys to help share the pages as well. Go check out those interviews. They were a lot of fun. 
Uh, I think you guys are, are really going to find them interesting. You know, <laughs> Derek Stevens talked about practicing with Allen Iverson or, you know, how Allen Iverson didn't show up to practice for, for two weeks in minicamp then showed up on the last day and, and just dusted everyone in the sprints, just an uh, unreal human being. It was it was really cool for me to kind of hear about all that and how it all went down, especially just being a, a big Nuggets guy myself. It was it was a blast. You know, I'd, I'd never talked to Derek before, but it, it had felt like, you know, we'd known each other for years. It was just a really natural interview. He's a cool dude, and I certainly will be getting him on the pod more as well. All right, that's all I have for today. Much love to you. Much love to Chevalier Mortgage. Stay safe out there. Enjoy the, the warm weather. It sounds like it's going to be pretty nice this week. I, I know I could use a, a little bit of sunshine myself. All right, peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe I'm choking on the thought that I am not the